This story takes us back many, many years ago. In a shul, which was in a small village, the Eden were just about getting ready to daven, when suddenly the door opens up and somebody runs in, comes inside with a bag. He puts the bag down on the table and he pulls out an old talus, an old pair of tefillin, and he says, Hold it, hold it, wait, wait. I want to, I want to dive in with you. Everyone looked at this man whom they didn't even recognize. He was a real stranger to them. It didn't even seem like this man knew how to dive in that well because when he opened up the sitter, he didn't even know to which page to turn. Everyone just kept quiet and they waited for him to get ready. Uh, uh, I'm sorry for disturbing everybody. Today, today is the yurt uh, site for my father and uh, that's why I came uh, to say Kaddish. Oh, that's what you came for? Sure. We'll soon be davening and you can say Kaddish, of course. The man put on his talus and tefillin and everyone started to dive in and he only looked in the sitter without saying anything because it was already many years that he has not davened. But now he decided he wants to daven. At the time when they said Kaddish, the man said along Kaddish. And when the, when the davening was over, he packed up his things and he was about to leave. He went to the door and suddenly the Gabbai went over and says, Excuse me, sir, uh, Rabbi Yankel, do you know that on a yard site we say Lachayim? Did you bring any mashkin, a shtikl mezaynas? And no, not really. Do you want someone to go get you some? I can go. I'll go to the store. I'll be right back. Stranger put down his bag, his talus and tefillin, and went out of the door. And a few minutes later, he came back with some mashka, a little bit of a little cake. Put it down on the table. Everyone was very happy to be able to say Lachayim. They filled up their little cups and they said a bracha and they told the man, Yankel, you should also say Lachayim. Yankel took the mashka, filled up a little cup and when he filled up the little cup, he just drank it out without saying a bracha. Chaim, Chaim! People around him said, what? Without a bracha? You didn't say a bracha? People all around him started to make a tumul. got very noisy. And suddenly the Rav, Levi Yitzchak 
came over and said, what's happening? The man came for a yard site, he brought a mashka, and he said, Kaddish, by davening, but now he didn't say a bracha. Levi Yitzchak looked at the man, was ready, about to walk out, about to leave, and Levi Yitzchak says, can I speak to you one moment, please? Sure, sure. Sit down. I want to tell you a little story. And when you hear this story, I'm sure you're going to understand why it's so important to say a bracha. The stranger, Yankel, sat down at the table. Riblevi Yitzchuk looked at him deeply in the eyes and began telling a very interesting story. Many years ago, there lived a Yid by the name Reuven. And this Reuven was a very kind man. He did a lot of mitzvahs. But there was one thing that Reuven did not have. When he was a child, he didn't have a chance to learn any yeshiva. And therefore, when he grew up, he didn't know that well, the Torah, the mitzvahs. He didn't know how to watch out from Averis that much. He didn't even know too many laws of the Torah to know what he's allowed to do and what not. And like this, he lived many, many years. He had a family, children. He tried to teach them the little bit that he knew. Later, when he grew up, was much older. His children got married. And he became later a Zayda. He got older and older. Until it finally came the time for his neshama to return back to Hashem. He was already very, very old. He passed away, and his neshama came up to the based in Shalmaila. The heavenly court, the based in Shalmaila, checks each neshama when it comes up to see how did this person act during his whole life? When a person comes up to the Shemayim, they look at the person's mitzvahs and if he did any Averis. As long as a person is on this world, even if he did many Averis, he can take them all away by doing teshuva. When a person is on this world, he can add to the mitzvahs that he has done. But once he comes to the next world, it's all over. He can't change it anymore. It's just like 
a person who wants to take a picture of you. Before he snaps the picture, you can change the way you're standing, the way you're dressed, the way you look, whether you're smiling or you have a different face. Everything can be changed. If your face is dirty, you can wash it. But once he took the picture, that's the way it stays. You can't change it anymore. The same thing is, once a person leaves this world, all of his mitzvahs and averis are the way it was the moment he left. And he comes to the base in Shalmila, to the heavenly court, and there they check the mitzvahs and the averis. This Reuven came up to the Shemayim with many, many, many mitzvahs. But he also had averis. The judge took out a, like a big, big scale. And on each side of the scale, there was a big pail. On one side of the pail, on one side of the scale was the plate of the mitzvahs. All the mitzvahs are piled up on it. On the other side was all the averis. All of the mitzvahs and all the averis are weighed. If the mitzvahs weigh more than the averis, then the person goes to Ganeiden. If the averis weigh more than the mitzvahs, then he can't go to Ganeiden until he takes away those averis. And in the Shemayim, it's not so easy to take away the averis. They have to clean the neshama from all the dirt, from all of these averis. Ruvain was up there in the base in Shalmila, and they put all of the mitzvahs on one side of the scale, and all of the Averis on the other side of the scale. When they did this, they took a look and they saw that the mitzvahs were exactly the same amount like the Averis. It was just exactly the same, and the scale was balanced exactly equally. The judge called out, any more mitzvahs or any more averis? Just then they heard another malach moving. A little white malach came and said, I am a mitzvah. I came from the mitzvah because once on the way to work, he gave a poor man a penny. Okay. Jump onto the scale. He put this mitzvah onto the scale. And the side of the mitzvah started to weigh it down a little bit more. Very good. Any averis? Any mitzvahs? Any averis? Let's go. Anyone left? Ooh. Uh-oh. Hear a sound. Ooh. That doesn't sound like a good sound. And there they see a big black malach moving along. 
carrying a big heavy Avera. I got a big Avera for this man. He did a big Avera. What was the Avera? He once said a lie to his friend. His friend asked him if he had something and he had it and he said to his friend, no. A lie is a very big Avera when you tell a lie. Alright. Here it is. Here is the big Avera. Put it on the scale. He picked up the big heavy Avera from telling a lie. And put it on the scale. And suddenly the side of the Avera started to weigh heavier. And started to schlep down the scale to that side. Any mitzvahs? Any Averas? Yes, yes, I have a big, big mitzvah here. Yes, let's see. Oh, another malach. Okay, come on over. Come right here. What do you have? Well, you see, one time, Reuven, when he was a little boy, his mother put down some food which really didn't taste good. It really didn't taste good. But he knew that his mother worked so hard on preparing supper, he decided he's going to eat it anyway. He said a beautiful bracha and he ate it. He finished the whole plate, even, if he didn't, even though he didn't like it. Oh, that's a big mitzvah of kibbutz of aim. Very, very good. Okay, put it on top. The mitzvah was placed on top of the scale. Hey, it's pulling down the side of the mitzvahs. It's winning. It's already a little bit heavier. Very good. Okay, any more mitzvahs or averis? Yes, one more mitzvah. Good, good. Come here, right here. Come on. What is this for? He, he once was in, in yeshiva and was a boy who didn't have a pencil and he lent the boy a pencil. Oh, that's a very, very big mitzvah. Good, Avas Yisrael. Put it up there. Okay, the side of the mitzvah is weighing heavier. Wonderful. Anyone else? That's it? Uh-oh. Sounds like a big, scary sound. I'm from a big Avera. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Who are you? They take a look and see a big, gigantic black malach. I came from an Avera. What is the Avera? Tell me. One day, when he was in school, his friend left something on his desk. When his friend was not looking, he stole it. And he never gave it back. <gasps> wow, that's an affair of stealing. It is a very big affair. We know that the marble came not because, not just because of the Averis they did, but there was one big Avera that they did that was stealing and robbing. 
Okay, put that up on the scale. They put it up onto the scale. <coughs> Uh-oh. It's starting to weigh down the side of the Averis. That's it. Anyone else? Anyone else? Yeah, yeah, here I am. Oi, another black Malach. What, what are you from? Well, he made a big Avera. One day he was... He went and told Lashon Hara. He was sitting on the school bus on the way home from school and he told his friend about something bad that another boy did. And it was just plain Lashon Hara. Big Avera. Uh-oh. Better climb up to the top. Climbs up, the side of the Averis is getting heavier and heavier. Anyone else? That's it? That's it? Last call. Any more Malachim? They're standing and waiting. They hear nothing. Anyone else? I am a big malach. Let's look what kind. A big white one. This is a big gigantic one. Wow. Let's see what kind of mitzvah this ma malach is carrying. I am a big malach. Came from the mitzvah. A big mitzvah that Reuven did. Yes. What is it that he did? He made the mitzvah of Vatranus. Vatranus? What is that? Vatranus? He gave up something to somebody else. You know what happened? His Rebbe told him to go to the office to do something. And he wanted very much to go. But then his friend grabbed the paper away from him and he ran to the office to make the copies. Now Ruvain, Ruvain's Yitzhahara told him to go beat up that boy. Beat him up and throw him on the ground and pull back the paper. But the Yitzhahara said it's better not worth to fight. And the Yitzhahara said don't give up, don't give up. The Yitzhahara said Give up, give up, let him have it. He grabbed it. That's all. Don't fight. Better just give in. Let it. Give up. It's, that's a big mitzvah, Vatranus, giving up. And that's not it. When he came home that evening, he was sitting on a chair and he got up for a glass of water. When he came back, his brother was on the chair. Instead of pushing his brother off the chair, he went and brought himself another chair. See, he did two times Vatranus, one after another. And because of that, I got a big double mitzvah here. A double mitzvah of Vatranus. Wow, you look really, really big. Let's go. Okay, you can climb up. Climbed up all the way on the top. Got on top of the scale. <coughs> okay, it's weighing it over. Wow, it's pulling it down. 
It pulled down the side of the mitzvahs. It's much more heavier now. It's winning over the Averis. Baruch Hashem. Anyone else? Anyone else? That's it? Ooh. Uh-oh. What's this? Oh, little black malach standing there. What are you here for? He got out of bed without washing Nagelwasser. He got out of bed without washing Nagelwasser. Yes, and from that affair I became. Hmm. All right. Well then, there's only one thing I can tell you is climb up. Climbed up and pulled down the scale a little bit to the side of the Averis. And it would pull down so much that the side of the mitzvahs went a little up. And this side weighed down a little. So the judge looks and says, 30 seconds left. If no one comes, this is the way it's going to be. Quick, quick, anyone else, anyone else, any more mitzvahs, any more virus? Come on, come on, hurry, hurry. Just then, takes a look, they see a little, little white malach. Looked very little, but as it was coming closer, they saw it's getting bigger and bigger and bigger. It was now a nice size malach. But a beautiful, beautiful mitzvah. What kind of mitzvah do you have? Which mitzvah did Ruvain do that made you such a nice, beautiful ma- malach? Well, Ruvain got up one morning, and when everyone in the family was up, Mommy was still very tired. She was sleeping. It was Shabbos morning. And what he did, not only did he wash Negelvasser himself, but he got his sisters and his brothers and he told everyone to wash Nagelwasser. He even gave something to eat to his little baby brother and a baby sister and he dressed them, he helped them out in order that Mami should be able to sleep. Isn't that a nice big mitzvah? Sure is! Okay, here we go. Get up on top. He gets up on top on the side of the mitzvahs and the judge says, time's up. That's it. No more. Anyone have to come? Quiet. Anyone here to come anymore? It's quiet. You didn't hear anyone else. All right. Now let's take a look at the scale. 500 on this side. And 500 on that side. It's just in the middle. Uh-oh. What are we going to do with you now? We can't send you yet to Gan Because you have to have more mitzvahs to weigh over the Averis. We can't send you to Gehenim because you have so many mitzvahs. There's only one thing left to do. What is it? That you should go back to the world and get one more mitzvah. All right. Well, a minute. It's not so simple. We're going to take a little piece of your neshama 
and we're going to put it into a raindrop. A little piece of the neshama, just a little drop of it. And put it into the raindrop. And that raindrop is going to have some mitzvah done with it. If somebody does a mitzvah with that raindrop, then your neshama got the mitzvah and you can go to Ganeda. Alright? Sounds fair? Yes, sounds fair to me. And suddenly, the neshama finds himself in a little raindrop coming down from the sky and dripping on down onto the field of a farm, right into the ground and swallowed up by a piece of wheat that was growing in the field. Wow! Now that I'm in a piece of wheat, swallowed up by the wheat, maybe someone will take this wheat and do a mitzvah. Somebody will do a mitzvah with this piece of wheat and I will be able to go back up to the Shemayim and go straight to Gan Eden. The wheat was growing higher and higher. The whole field was covered with so much wheat. Finally, it came time to cut down the wheat. The sun was baking. The sun was shining and it was very hot. The farmer put on his overalls, got into the tractor, attached a big, big, big machine to it, which makes it it cuts off the wheat, and he began going in the field. And the big, big machine is cutting the wheat from all sides of the field. The wheat was being chopped down. Then finally, little, little piece of wheat that had the neshama in it, waiting for a mitzvah, was waiting for the farmer to chop down that wheat too, because then the wheat will be used for something good, and someone might do a mitzvah with it. That's what he's waiting for. He's waiting and waiting, and after half a day of work, the farmer stopped his work and said, Oh, I'm so tired already. Oh, I think I'll continue tomorrow. And the Lishama was in there in the piece of wheat, waiting and waiting. But the farmer didn't come. At night, the winds began blowing. And he felt himself being pushed from side to side. The wheat was being blown. And he was afraid, maybe the wind will blow me and crack me and I'll fall down. And then the farmer would never get me. He waited and waited a whole night until the next day. 
finally the sun came out and the farmer came out and started with the machines and suddenly he feels there it is he just got cut off and a big big thing pulled it together gathered it and makes it into big big bundles oh I'm squeezed here into a bundle wowee I wonder where I'm going what they're gonna do with me a piece of wheat was there waiting and waiting finally the farmer comes back for the bundles puts them onto a big big wagon and takes it away to a big big company when it comes to this big big building this is a company that makes mashka makes vodka and that's how they get it they take wheat they take the kernels out the seeds they cook it up and then they take certain liquid that they get from the way they cook it and they get from it mashka and they cooked it and they prepared it and these the pieces of the seeds inside the kernels were all gathered together into a big 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 giant pot and this little kernel that had the nisham in it got stuck in one of the things one of the machines it got like stuck on the side and he says Ive, look what's gonna happen I'm gonna be stuck here they're not gonna use me they might throw me out but just then the workman came and gave a big push a big bang to the machine and all the leftover pieces fell into the big big pot ah ah Baruch Hashem I feel so much better being here then the water fills up and it starts cooking it up and all the kernels of wheat everything got cooked up boiling hot oh it's so hot in here but soon something's gonna happen it's going to help me after being cooked up all of it turned into mashka now they're taking these big big bottles of mashka and what are they going to do with it they put it into a box they're going to deliver it to a store he was so happy that he finally is on the way to a store and in that store someone's going to buy the mashka and he's going to do a mitzvah with it Rebbe Yitzchak looked at the man to whom he's telling this story and he said the bottle of mashka was on the shelf in the store in this village and that neshama that was in it was the neshama of the one whom you're making the yard site of of that person and was waiting for someone to say a bracha and when finally 
you took the cup of mashke in your hand and you drank it without a bracha, you know what you did? Can you imagine what happened to that neshama? You drank it without a bracha? You have no idea how much damage you have done. The man realized this. He says, Ivey, I better do teshuva. How can I do teshuva for such a thing? Levi Yitzchak told him exactly how he can do teshuva. First thing is to start davening better, learning more taita, doing mitzvahs. And if you really do teshuva now, really, really good, and you start doing what Hashem wants, then that drop of, drop of mashka will have a mitzvah done with it. How? But I drank it already. Well, if because of drinking it without a bracha, if because of that mashka you're doing teshuva now, so the mashka is used for teshuva. It didn't get you to say a bracha, but it got you to do another mitzvah with it. You mean the mitzvah of teshuva? Right. So if you really do teshuva, that will be the best mitzvah that you can do for this mashka now. And then that neshama will surely be able to go straight up to Gan Eden. The man promised that he's going to change his ways for the better. He's going to start learning Taita and doing mitzvahs and serving Hashem. And so he did. The Mervlev Yitzchak himself started to teach him more and more Taita. And he grew up into a big Talmud Chacham. Big Yerushimayim learned a lot of Taita and did many, many mitzvahs and grew up to a big chassid who taught many other yidn taida. And you can understand, Kindalach, what happened to the neshama. It went straight up to Gan Eden very, very happily because the yid did teshuva because of him. That was the greatest mitzvah that he could have had done with him. This Kindalach teaches us a wonderful lesson that even though we say brachas because Hashem wants us to say a bracha every time otherwise it's like stealing from Hashem but here we have another reason we have to say a bracha because if you don't say a bracha on that food who knows maybe there's a neshama waiting for you to do a mitzvah with that food and when your mommy puts down a plate of food for you to eat, and if it chas v'shalem is not finished, you're going to make it go in the garbage, is that food going to be happy? Of course not. Even if there is no neshama in that food, kindalach, but the, the food itself has its own neshama and wants to be used for taita mitzvahs. And by you eating it with the bracha, and using out the kayak to serve Hashem, that's how we bring the food up to the right place. We bring its neshama up to Hashem through the mitzvahs. ...and his brothers, and he told everyone to wash Negovasser. And he even gave something to eat to his little baby brother and a baby sister.
and he dressed them, he helped them out in order that Mami should be able to sleep. Isn't that a nice big mitzvah? 